Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier The Cottage on the Moor Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 16 The Choice Daylight spread over the remains of the moor. The emptiness of the void beyond existence had claimed great swathes of the landscape, but even so there was an eerie sense of peace in what remained of the air. The final patches of pale sky appeared as pools of milk spilled across the fabric of nothingness, seeping into its fibres. The Professor and Astrid sat atop the hill. Behind them, the cottage had collapsed into ruins, burying the remnants of the laboratory. Ahead lay the dell, or rather the inky pool of oblivion which had swallowed it the night before. For a long time the traveller said nothing. The professor looked down into the black hole of the dell, hoping that some stirring of light might prevail somewhere within it. Astrid sat with her head bowed, plucking blades of grass from the ground and winding them around her fingers. When did you know? Astrid asked quietly without looking up. The professor, too, refrained from turning her head. The way they looked at you, she replied. The album of photographs and stories hidden in the... hidden in your room. I knew for sure when Evie took the keys from me. She'd rather save you than the archive. I hated you for that, said Astrid. I thought you'd let her take me. Astrid, the professor said with hurt, looking at her friend. I would never. It wasn't kind, Prof. The professor said nothing for a moment, then bowed her head back to the void. I'm sorry, my dear. I really am. She placed a hand on Astrid's and felt the ribbons of grass wrapped around her knuckles. She rubbed the cold skin gently and squeezed her palm before letting go and returning her attention to the pool. After another long silence, Astrid asked, Why didn't Bill... Dad, why didn't he know about you and me as well as Mum? From what I gathered of him, he was always more concerned about the gateway than the archive, said the professor, and then thought about her own search for information in the great database. Or perhaps he feared that if he searched for you, he would fail. That thing called to me, said it wanted me to release it. I thought it was a person buried under there. A record of every human being and all of their achievements, triumphs and disasters. I think it could be forgiven for developing a mind of its own, the professor theorised. If it could sense a copy of itself within your mind, it's no wonder it wanted to summon you. None of us can cope with being alone for long. It must have activated the sleeping part of your mind and tried to communicate with it. Is it still there, do you think? In me? Yes but I should imagine it'll be dormant again once we leave. If you want to leave, the professor quickly corrected herself. What I mean to say is, should you wish to stay, perhaps not here, but there'll be some safer time long ago where I could. Those visions of you and me, 
Astrid interrupted, recalling the unfamiliar scenes played out by the archive. None of that's happened yet to us, has it? No, indeed. So we must still... If history says we did, then... I think, the professor said sadly, picking up the dagger which lay on the ground beside her, that it's quite possible to change what we perceive to be historical record. The knife had once belonged to a man torn from the world before his time, or so the history books proclaimed. She carried it as a parting gift, and a reminder of what needed protecting. Lorelai said you were looking for someone, said Astrid, finally looking up from the grass and turning to the professor. When he was calling to me, I could see you. You and me with Jane, and Marlow and Will, and then... then you with someone else. Only it wouldn't let me see them. Like they was missing. Still the professor remained silent, but the trace of a tear was forming in her eye. Who was it, Prof? Astrid asked. The professor looked up at what remained of the sky. That's a story for another day, Astrid. She took a deep, tremulous breath. All things must pass, but too many can be hard to bear. It was Astrid's turn to place a hand on her companions. This time the professor turned hers over, and the two friends sat once again in silence, now holding hands. I can still see those visions when I close my eyes, said Astrid quietly. It'll pass, the professor reassured her. There was this shadow, walking through the light and spreading darkness everywhere. She looked up at the ravaged sky being swallowed by nothingness. Was it Lorelei, do you reckon? Quite possibly, the professor pondered. I wonder where she came from. Or where they've gone, Astrid added. They sat for a while longer and watched as a rock below them at the edge of the dell tumbled into the void and disappeared. Time we were going, the professor said and got to her feet, tucking the dagger back into her belt. Astrid stood with her. Where are we headed then, Prof? Now there's a question, smiled the professor. The boat on the sea? asked Astrid, recalling the visions the archive had shown her. The giant wall? Blue fire? I think those can wait, don't you? said the professor. I fancy somewhere a little more peaceful. Sounds like a plan. Come on, dear heart. I know just the place. The two friends climbed to the top of the hill and walked into the cluster of ancient trees. The time machine stood waiting for them, untouched by the encroaching darkness of the void. The brass pillars and copper blades picked out the last dappled traces of sunlight, and the glassware instruments glowed faintly in the terminal dusk. You know, I picked up a rather few fascinating facts whilst I was in the archive, the professor was saying. I suppose it's cheating a bit, but a little knowledge of future developments goes a long way. She thought back to the night they had landed, and of the strange device Bill had put into her and her companion's ears. And I'm sure those translation devices your father gave us will open up all manner of possibilities, eh, Astrid? Astrid had slowed her pace and fallen behind, turning back to look at the valley beyond the trees. She could see the rubble of the cottage in the distance, and the darkness slowly seeping towards it along the ground. The professor, sensing her friend had faltered, turned back to her and followed her gaze to the cottage. Do you want to go back? she asked. There might be something in there, a keepsake of some kind. There's still time. No, said Astrid. I'll remember. 
The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, The Cottage on the Moor, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>